Welcome to week seven of Be Still and Know, a weekly devotional podcast for New Covenant Lutheran Church. I'm Clary Dees, and I want to say thank you for listening. I can hardly believe that this is the end of the seventh week of this journey. The weeks are flying by, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with what feels like such a fast pace. If you're just joining us this week for the first time, we're reading the daily devotions in Be Still and Know from Broad Street Publishing, which is available on Amazon for around $8. If you're interested in reading along, the devotions are super short ones, but they certainly pack a punch. Even more so if you're listening to God and paying attention to what he's doing in your life. I was reminded this week of an important truth. We can either choose to be favored by the world or favored by God. In Luke 9, 23 and 24, Jesus says, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. We hear this same message through the other Gospels too, written differently, but each time the message is clear. Give up our connection to worldly things and follow Jesus. At that time, of course, Jesus was physically asking these men to literally get up, leave their lives, and follow him. And those that did were greatly rewarded. In today's culture, the way I see it, we're tasked a little differently as disciples. The world today is so much more complex, and over the years, the more complex and confusing the world has become the harder it is to stand for the one and only truth that is Jesus. There is so much work through, so much to work through, and so many angles presented to us from all directions. But as Jesus has told us, we are to pick up our crosses and follow him. Honestly, in reality, every direction and opinion presented to us other than the truth of Jesus all comes from one source that of evil. I don't mean to get us to a dark place in this episode, we're not doing that, but I felt compelled to share my experience with this message today. Perhaps one of you listening has been struggling with something and needed this reminder. Jesus is the truth, and as long as we focus on his words, his works, and his ways, we can be sure that we're on the path of truth. I know that in the opinion of the world, I might not always, or ever, win a popularity contest, but I do know that I can hold my head high knowing that I'm doing all I can to learn more about Jesus, and I'm trying my best every day to live a life that I can be proud of. On Monday this week, we read about provision and the gratitude we feel when we're provided for either by another person or by God. This reading brought a question to my heart. How often do you stop and say thank you to God? Not only for the big prayers, he answers, but for the little things too. I thought about paying bills. I've had a lot of medical testing done recently, and of course the last few weeks we've started to see the bills show up. Not all of them small ones either. And my reaction right away has been one of worry and concern about getting them paid. As I read the devotional on Monday, I had a change of heart. Instead of worrying about the bills, 
why not instead have a grateful heart? Grateful for the medical care available to me. Grateful to have good insurance that picked up at least some of the medical tab. And grateful for interest-free payment plans. God's provision doesn't always come in grand gestures, but it can always be found, even in the places that are causing us worry or concern. So I ask again, what has God provided you with recently that you're grateful for? And have you asked him? Have you thanked him for that? I know I'll be doing that a lot more. After the devotional on Tuesday last week, something else I'll be doing more is opening up to myself and those closest to me to talk about sin. Much like everything else in life, we are surrounded by little moments of sin on a daily basis. A fleeting thought of judgment on a stranger, a mocking remark, or a little fib to a child. None of those things are the things that typically pop up when you run a temperature scan of your own sin. Most of us, when asked, will say that we're not sinners and that we're good people. But if we stop and reflect and truly think about each moment in our lives, we may very well come to the conclusion that we're not as perfect as we might think. There are many verses in the Bible that quote the words perfect or perfection. But if you've studied these verses, you will know, as I read this week when writing the episode, that each time perfection is mentioned, it's in reference to God, not to us. He does not expect us to be perfect. He made us, and he knows about each of our imperfections. So then, does this mean that we're automatically excused from working on those imperfections and actions of sin, no matter how small they are? No. As we read on Tuesday, we must all work on cleaning up the sin in our lives in the same way that the devotional talked about cleaning the squirming puppy. No one likes to admit when they've made a wrong step in their lives. But my goodness, when we do open up and work on those sins, just like the puppy, we're shiny, clean, and fresh. On Wednesday this week, we read about our purpose. In 1 Peter verse 2, we learn about the cornerstone or living stone, and those who rejected the stone would stumble, but those who accepted the stone were the chosen people. Royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. He has called us out of the darkness and into his light. From reading this and other verses, we can see that this is our purpose. As people of God, our purpose is to live for him and all we can do to live a Jesus-shaped life. Not exactly like Jesus, because that's impossible, but Jesus-like. I first started to learn what living a Jesus-shaped life was like a few years ago, when the church started working with the 3DM ministries, and I had the opportunity to learn from some of their leaders. One of the keys to this type of living, for me, is learning. How can we truly live a life shaped by that of Jesus without knowing enough about him and how he lived. A few weeks back, I remember talking about learning in another podcast episode and sharing that it's important that we never stop learning because there is always more to learn. More about ourselves, our loved ones, our job or career, and of course, about the life of Jesus. 
In reading the devotional this week, I was also reminded of the important fact that having purpose in our lives is vital. In our worldly lives, but also in our spiritual life, knowing what our purpose is and never losing sight of that is what will drive us forward and continue to do what I was talking about earlier as it relates to our sin. Our purpose is of far greater importance than our ego. And I think that if we keep our purpose in the forefront of our mind, it's perhaps easier to call out those sinful moments, knowing that we're working towards a greater good. Coming into the second half of this past week, the devotional continued down the path of uncovering, owning, and then moving on from sin. On Thursday, it was written very plainly that all we have to do is repent, turn from sin, and turn to God. So easy, right? As believers, we're given the authority in his name, and we are clothed with his power, which gives us the strength to resist sin when it arises. I'm going to say that again in case you missed it. As believers, we are given the authority in his name, and we're clothed with his, with his power, which gives us the strength to resist sinful behavior. In Luke chapter 5, verses 31 and 32, Jesus says, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Jesus knows that we were all sinners, which is why he came and fulfilled the scriptures from the Old Testament. He knew he'd have to suffer and die for us. He did it because he loves us and he knows that we have it within us to be better, stronger, and more like him in our lives. Especially when we live within our purpose and remember that we have the authority as part of our identity in him to say no to sin. More than that, it's not just about our own sin, but that of others too. Sometimes loving someone else means helping them to understand their purpose too and showing them that they could live with so much more joy in their lives if they did what we read on Thursday. Repent, turn from sin, and turn to God. Our words have more power than I think we sometimes realize. This past Friday, we read in the devotional about reverse gossip, and I love the message this week. What a great outlook. In every situation, we have the chance to build people up by sharing love and joy. Whether we're interacting with or if they come up in a conversation, how powerful would it be if every word we spoke to them or about them was one that would lift them up? I, for one, would certainly love to know that there was this kind of positivity surrounding me out there in the world. Unfortunately, this is not always the case. All too often, the sin of gossip pulls people in and unintentionally hurtful words are said. As part of the instructions for Christian living in Ephesians 4, we're told in verse 29, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, 
so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. I think it's easy to read that and think about the obvious foul language that we hear spoken, but I think it's talking about more than that because of how the verse goes on to then say that our words should be encouraging to people who hear them. We're supposed to share the word of God with others and use our words to lift people up, especially now. There is so much bad news in the world. So let's us be the bearers of the good news. Remember this, by focusing on the good in and for others, we, in turn, automatically receive positive benefits for ourselves. All too often, people are breaking others down to try and lift themselves up. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want to challenge those of you listening. The next time you find yourself in a situation where you could either say something positive or something negative about another person, choose to say something positive and see what it does for your own spirit. I'm sure that you'll feel that jolt of positivity as well. Speaking of positivity, in Saturday's devotional, we read from Hosea 10, verse 12, about planting the seeds for righteousness. As I read this, the images that came to mind were, of course, ones of fields. The fields where the farmer had gone out ahead of time and prepared the field, even before receiving the seeds, had soil that was ready to help those seeds thrive. But the fields where the farmers had quickly dug holes and just put the seeds in and hoped for the best did not have a thriving crop. As the devotional shared, our hearts are much like the fields. We have to cultivate them first before any seeds can grow. God wants to give us blessings in our lives, more than we could ever need. But he needs our hearts to be open or cultivated and ready to receive them. A popular verse heard in prayers is from Psalm 51, chapter 10, which says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. It's a beautiful prayer, and it's part of a larger prayer, acknowledging that we are born sinners and that we desire to be clean of sin and therefore pleasing to God. But after reading the chapter in Hosea and thinking about those images of the fields, I've got this nagging feeling that the particular message that God's trying to share with me this week is not so much about what he will do for us, but what we need to do for him. He has all the forgiveness and blessings and joy in the universe to give us. But just like any father, he wants us to put some effort in first. He wants us to acknowledge our downfalls, work on our sin, to cultivate our fields so that they are prepared to thrive when the seeds are planted something I think for us to think about and pray on this week. Our last devotional this week was really great and it tied the week of readings together for me. This week we've gone through a bit of a gambit with the topics we read each day and I felt that a lot of what God was trying to teach me this week was centered around keeping our eyes on him all the time and trying to be as Christ-like as possible in our everyday lives, which then came together so beautifully on Sunday when we read about having goals or a finish line, as the devotional put it. 
It's natural for us to need something to focus on, an end goal and a way to get there. When it comes down to us reaching the finish line of whatever race we're running, there will be times when our faith is what pulls us through. The only race we can't finish is the one that we lose faith in. We've all been there at times. When things get a little hard, it's easy to lose faith. Sometimes that loss of faith will even cause us to give up on the goal completely. God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to believe that we can get to the finish line, whatever the race is. He knows that with him, we can make it through anything. He's also reminded us in the devotional that there is power in our belief and that a believing heart will be rewarded. At the end of Romans 9 and into Romans 10, we read about the unbelief of Israel and the desire for them to be saved and have faith and belief in Christ. In Romans 10, we're told, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. The context here in our reading is somewhat different to that in Romans, of course, but the root of the message is the same. No matter the situation, whether it's believing in Christ or believing you can succeed and persevere to a finish line, those with open hearts and strong faith will be the ones who make it to the end. I pray today that you know your worth, that you have cultivated your fields, and that you have an open heart full of faith for all the wonderful things God has in store for you. Share the beauty of his truth and grace with those you interact with this week, remembering that a single word can be the change in someone's life that can lift them up and set them on a path towards an even higher goal than they could have ever imagined. Amen.